and welcome back to Quarantine, episode 21. My guest today is a TV star. Well, sort of. He's on a new show on Quibi, so he's like a, a phone app star. Uh, he stars in the show Nikki Fresh, a uh, super funny comedian, just been blowing up. Jared Goldstein, we talk about a whole bunch of stuff. He tells us about his love life, gives me a tour of his apartment. We talk about Trump's plan to reopen the government. Uh, it's a really great episode, and with that said, let's get started. Is this your room? This is my room, yeah. Wow. What do you think? This is half my room that you see. There's yes. another half over here. I'm yes. curious, what are these boxes? Like these three white boxes underneath you, like in your nightstand? Hard drives. Hard drives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Working hard. on something? It's, uh, <laughs> my, my documentary. Um, really? Like, there's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've got like eight hard drives over there from just the insane amount of footage I shot when I was making that. Wow, what kind of documentary? Oh, uh, you don't know about my my film? Um, I don't I, think I do. talk about it in my stand up, and uh, I made a I made a documentary about this comedian Al Lubell um, a couple of years ago, and uh -huh. uh, I actually I actually just you know time is such a construct to me. I think a week ago signed a distribution deal for it. So, oh, congrats! Thank you, thank you. So uh, I'm excited, Al so Lubell. It, will come out soon at some point we got really cool interviews in it a bunch of like celeb comics I um that. i don't want to even though it's like sort of known i don't want to say because there were all these contracts i signed about the amount of stuff i could say about them really yeah yeah i don't even think they care i think it was just their standard contract and i was just so excited that they were agreeing to do it at all that like i was like don't ask any questions just sign oh my god yeah no i've never read a single thing i've ever signed yeah yeah we all also, are it's crazy how few things you ultimately sign um i guess i guess i guess the more things you're signing the better but it gets so it gets so stressful every I, i've had to sign so many things because of this doc yeah and it just it starts to get real stressful just the amount of things you're signing yeah and yeah. Just, i'm just like at a point i'm like i I own none of this movie anymore. And it's like, I think I owe people money. Um, <laughs> I think I've signed my way into debt. Um, but um, tell me about this, uh, this show you're, you're on. See, I was going to, you know, I want to ask questions about Quibi, but I also don't want to get you in trouble on my podcast. Like, like I hear all these stories about people like this one comic at the comedy store um, was talking about how he did Jay Light's podcast. Uh -huh. uh, and he like said some negative things about Lifetime on it. And he was in a Lifetime movie. And then somebody listened to it and told him he'd never be in a Lifetime movie again. Oh, and my I'm like, God. And I'm like, it sucks so hard that it was like Jay Light's podcast that ruined his <laughs> <laughs> the like one of the 30 people that listened to it <laughs> oh, man. was his boss. Well, well, the good thing is I, I don't have anything bad to say about Quibi. So, so ask away. That's what, yeah. Well, what was, what was it like? Hold on. You're freezing up a little bit. There you go. You're back. What was what like? Well, like, like how did, how, what is the, what is the show? I just see like the little, I see the little clips on uh, Instagram. Um, how dare you call them little? They're very big and they're very important. And, and Quibi so is like all on the phone, right? Yes. Yeah. There's a part of me that thinks 
there's a part of me that thinks that like this whole pandemic really fucked Quibi um, in a way. How? Because like, like, you know, when I was on the go and shit, like mm-hmm. if I'm like, you know, I'm oh, going to the, I'm going to the, the gym bus. and I'm like on the treadmill, Quibi seems like, a, you know, hey, well, let me watch these shows on the when go. I go on the treadmill. You know, it's like it's like the phone app. But now it's like I'm home all day. If I'm going to watch something, I got I got. Like, yeah, that seems to be a, a big part of the response was people wanted to um, watch it on their TV. Mm-hmm. Um. But it, it also did very well in the first Good. week of downloads. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I mean, I'm excited to think about like what it could become because mm-hmm. if you think about Netflix or you think about Amazon and what they were at their conception, I mean, it's such, it, the way that these, um, these things evolve and change in 10 years, like what might Quibi be? It's sort of exciting to think about. And then we'll look back and we'll go, you know, when they first started, everything was less than 10 minutes. And you'd be like, what? Oh, so so the, everything's under 10 on Quibi? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the rule. I kind of like that. I think my, the stuff I make tends to look much better on phones too. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My face, my face, the smaller my face becomes, Yes. The more attractive <laughs> it is to people. It's like it's, it's hard on a phone to tell how little hair I have left um, <laughs> than it is on like a big screen. On a big screen, you can see yeah. every follicle just like singularly popping I've out. I've always of told my... you, you look gorgeous on an iPad mini. Thank you. Thank you, Jared. You've thank got a you, face Jared. for iPad minis. How are you coping? <laughs> have you like, 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 you haven't had a haircut in a while? No, uh, no, I haven't had a haircut in a minute. Um, I, I trim my own hair, not, I don't cut my own hair, but I trim my own hair and I'm, I'm thinking that I'll be able to, I'll be, I'll get by until, until I hope it's time, but you know, who knows, who, who knows, who knows, who knows, who knows. I keep thinking about like, you get a little more bits of information and I kind of piece together what a future might look like and. And I think it's me at Hamburger Mary's in a mask. <laughs> That's a fucking nightmare from hell. Uh, That's a nightmare from hell. But also, <laughs> also, it's just like there's there's sort almost a sadness to me that like you're on a fucking TV show on this new platform that's trying to become like another Netflix mm-hmm. that's had like a big promotional rollout and you're talking about going back to work at Hamburger Mary's like like you have to do that I remember I remember the day after Dylan Sullivan did Lights Out with David Spade I saw him standing out front the comedy store with his little earpiece in and I like took a picture of him and I was like uh <laughs> On TV, <laughs> on TV last night, back at his survival job today. Yeah. Um, the day the show came out, I applied for unemployment. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I applied for unemployment, too. It's true. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, do you pay into unemployment as a restaurant employee? Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And I, and I got it, so that's great. Congrats, um, congrats. I'm still yeah. like, going through the process of... I'm doing it as an independent contractor, which is like very stressful right now. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, mm. 
I, I was on um, I was on unemployment years ago. Uh, I, when I first moved to LA, I worked at a restaurant that closed, and and it was great, and it it paid me a lot of money. And um, this time around, it's not like that, um, but I'll take what I can get. Mm -hmm. And well, did you also apply for the like? Um... The like, I think, you know, because you're in the show, you're probably eligible for like the entertainment uh, addition to the unemployment. Maybe. I mean, I just sent them like everything because you could be getting like an extra six hundred bucks a week if you're uh, eligible for that. Is that true? I think I believe so. I don't know. I'm, that's that's what I'm like in the process of trying to apply for. Is that through like SAG? Maybe. Maybe. Um, huh. Maybe I'll look into that. Yeah, look into that. You could be you could be doing pretty well. You could be like, I know. you might get to the point where you're hoping Hamburger Mary's doesn't want you back. Uh, <laughs> I'm already there. I'm already hoping. Um, I'm not getting coronavirus at Hamburger Mary's. I can't think of. <laughs> I can't um, think of a worse future for me. <laughs> uh Terrible, terrible. And it's interesting because, like, I saw I, I, I actually have avoided watching any of Trump's press conferences. I'm just yeah, like, yeah, I'm done with him. Like, like, I'm in the same place. It's like before, you know, I hated him throughout every I've hated him since since the start of, like, the elections and everything. But now you you're voting for him and you love him. Now, but now I'm on his side, so I can't watch something that, yeah. that changes my mind. Um, <laughs> no, uh, but now it's kind of like, like I've kind of still enjoyed throughout the years how like funny it was because yeah. we hadn't yet encountered like something like an emergency. I kept saying like at least we've avoided a disaster. But yeah. now that there's an actual disaster, I, I can't even. I just it's not funny to me anymore. Yeah. It's um I I I, I wanna tell myself that like there is like no American president would have taken this seriously enough. And we still would be in a situation like this. And that gives me some whether it's true <laughs> or not, because we'll never know. But well, that gives me some kind of relief. Well, I think like, you know, even I because I, I think I'll think like that. I'll be like, sure, we, we'd be in some sort of situation right now and everyone would be mad at whoever was in charge. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm getting moment. at. But at the same time, it's like, thing, like him saying a couple months ago, this will magically disappear. And like, yeah, it's not like it's him. Like, I mean, that's. It's and then just the daily, like, we're going to reopen. All right, we're not reopening. It's just like, I yeah. can't, like, I'm just trying to deal with life day by day. I don't need you. <laughs> I wonder, I think, and I wonder, and I honestly, I hope, but I might not be right. I think that he says things on television uh, for effect. And behind cameras, there's something else going on where he's sitting down to a meeting and someone's going, we're in the red zone. This is bad. But go on TV and say that it's not because we want to we want to we want the the whatever to we want the 
stock market to not crash and we want this. So just go on TV and say something else. But in the behind the scenes, we're working on it. We're doing what we can. That's what I want to tell myself. I don't know if that's, I, I don't know I if that's that, true. I think that's, I think that's not true. Like, remember when he went on TV and, he, and out of nowhere, he was like, Easter, we're going to open in Easter. And that's a beautiful day to open. Like, that was so clearly just him pandering to his base, like trying to get reelected. I hope that as soon as he got off camera, he was like, we're not fucking open in Easter. We got to well, figure this out. Well, now, now all these MAGA heads are like protesting in places to like reopen. They're going out in like large groups actively like inspired by him to yeah. go protest to reopen. And then like I was listening, you know, I didn't I didn't watch his press conference, but someone told me like basically the details of like the reopening plan. Mm -hmm. And I had like a moment of like hopefulness that maybe that would work out. But then I immediately was like, so two weeks of like declining numbers and then yeah. phase one of opening, which is like all the social distancing still in place, but like non-essential businesses can open. And if the numbers continue to go downward, they can go to phase two. But I'm like, the second we hit phase one, the numbers are going to go right back up. Yeah. There's just. There's, it's all bad. There's no way because you're you're relying on people to be more responsible than they are. Mm -hmm. Like. I would consider myself at least in the top 50% of responsible people in this country. And I don't think I'm responsible enough to like be in charge of open, <laughs> reopening a business or anything. Like if I was at Burt's and I had to wipe everything down and stuff, like, <laughs> I'd be bad at it. I'd be, I wouldn't trust yeah. any, my wipe downs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's like a, I, I hope that, I don't know. It's all I, I have no I don't know. I just I can't think I can't even talk because I just like I'm constantly have this like chorus of of like of like imaginary people policing my language around this whole pandemic that I'm just like, I don't know. Do you do you, do you know what I mean? Do you feel like that? What do you like? Um... I have like 30 imaginary people sitting right behind this computer screen just saying the opposite of everything I want to say. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, like, there's there's, there's a part of me that's, like, you know, considering packing. Like, I have these, like, Twitter woke warriors. Oh. I'm not sure if they're woke warriors or if they're trolls. Oh, you're worried about, you're worried about, you're worried back about the... Yeah, and uh, there's no one here. No one's here. No one's here. But I'm still, I'm nervous that someone's going to open up a cabinet and be like, you're bad and you're stupid and you're canceled. <laughs> well, we're all like, canceled. It's all it's it's all canceled. Game over. It's game you're, over. You're in the lead because you have something coming out right now. You've got one of the last things coming out. So you're yeah. like you're like the one of the last new faces anyone's gonna see. That's an advantage. <laughs> you 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 hit it just in time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, there, God. there was the finish line, and you crossed it right before Hiroshima blew. <laughs> they're like, uh, they're like pencils down. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, so that's that's beneficial. I'm curious. Um, so, like, I'm sure we all we all miss doing stand up and like and like yeah. seeing everyone being out there. Um, for you, what what do you take more? What do you get more enjoyment out of stand up or acting? 
Oh God, stand up! Ugh, stand up. Acting is bad. Like, you know, you're you're just kind of like bad. Yeah. you're like I'm a comedian who's like acting to survive. Well, I mean, here's the thing: it's well, like, I started acting 20 years ago. So, like, time-wise, 20 years ago, like, when you were born, Jared, when you yes, were the moment you were, were you a child as, actor? As a 19-year-old, it's really hard to believe that. <laughs> uh, but um. So I've been I've been an actor for a long time, but I've also I never felt like an actor because when I started, I only started acting because I was a singer. I started singing, and I was really good at singing. And then acting was a way for me to sing. And I was never great at acting. I recall auditions where casting directors would laugh in my face, laugh in my face. Um, when I was like fourteen, I was auditioning to play like a drug dealer in high school. <laughs> I looked I looked seven years old, and I'm like saying fuck fuck you bitch fuck you <laughs> trying to be like a tough drug dealer in a school and the casting director laughed in my face we'll broke that. started laughing and then when she was like i'm sorry i'm sorry please continue like <laughs> so like i've like i've never felt like acting has never been like the thing that made me like it's, I hate it. It's so embarrassing. People who are good at it are fucking freaks. You're like, you're fuck, you're freaks. And you should be embarrassed. If you, <laughs> if you well, can, if you can like you're... make a tape where you're, where you're suddenly playing like, like a, like a, a young soldier. And you're like, our men are in there. And it's for, <gasps> and like, if you can commit to that alone in your house. It's like you're a you're psychotic. Well, like that's like one of the things that they do in acting school. It's like it's kind of breaking down your shame wall. Yeah. Oh, it's that, that's totally, like that's like totally. all like acting school is is like it's like come in here and embarrass yourself and embarrass yourself again and keep embarrassing yourself until you're not embarrassed anymore. And it's, that way you can like lose yourself in anything because you're not afraid of what you're losing yourself in. Um, yeah, I, I certainly agree. I mean, I mean, I guess sounds like you're drinking the Kool Aid, huh? Sounds like you're drinking the Kool Aid. Drinking the acting Kool Aid. Yeah. Um, uh, I was dating an actress, and she like actively did not want me to act. She would like <laughs> tell me she'd be like, "If we, if you become an actor, we're done." Wow. Um, <laughs> why, why? Why did she want that? I don't know. I think I actually I think the the reason mainly was that her previous boyfriend was an actor who was like booking like crazy and it drove her nuts. <laughs> um. <laughs> that, that's that's good. She was worried that if you were at were to act, you would book like crazy. Well, she, I think I don't even think she was worried about it. I think she just felt like she couldn't handle that. Got it. <laughs> you know, like I she already had some. She already what? I mean, she's like she just went through that. She 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 just didn't want. Uh, I mean, I don't like like there is like. I'll act in something if somebody asks me to, but mm -hmm. like, having been on the other side of the camera a lot, and uh, like you know, I was producing commercials for a while and and doing lots of directing, like. Being on the other side of the audition process, my heart was always just like breaking for every actor that walked in the room and like had their hopes and dreams on my shoulder. <laughs> I was just like that. There's nothing sadder than relying on me 
for your dreams. <laughs> um, and also some of just the desperate things people would do in the auditions that I would hold. And I'm like, this is like for a commercial for a protein, a protein powder. And yeah. you're like, and you're like, basically trying to like convey you'll suck my dick if i cast you <laughs> um oh my god like there was not never anything like that explicit just like like there were just some people that came in and just like were so aggressively flirtatious with me to the point where i was like it's uh it holy was, cow it was, that it was, is so dark it was intense. And I'm like, and I'm like, I know you're not actually interested in me and that you just want this part. And that you probably aren't even actually willing to, to, to like do anything. <laughs> if I did approach you, like just the me too trap that's set, but like the aggressiveness of your, of your flirting, it, it was, it was sad. It made me sad it more, more than like I was ever like felt this power or anything from it. It always just made me very sad. Um, you know what I mean? So yeah, totally. So, I remember I um I when I first moved here to LA, I was at a party and I met um Whitney Cummings ex, who was like uh we somehow we were talking about the industry and he was like, I'm a writer and my ex is about to blow up and this sucks. And I was like, Who's your <laughs> ex? And he's like, Her name is Whitney Cummings, and I was like, Who's Whitney Cummings? And he was like, she's a comedian and she's about to have her TV show. That is her name. And her face is going to be everywhere. And I'm miserable. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. All right. <laughs> uh, I think if my ex blew up, I'd just be happy for her. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I just think, I also think just on a certain level, it's like, you know, this didn't work. So <laughs> better. I almost feel like better to break up before the person you're with blows up then have them blow up and drop and then you. leave you oh man because like because like there's a huge part of it that's like uh that's like you want to be it, it's tr especially with creative relationships it's so tricky because like you want to be nothing but supportive of the person you're with and wish the best for them and like want them to succeed but you also just have in the back of your mind, like the second it happens for them, like unless it happens for you simultaneously, like yeah. you're not making it more than like a month. <laughs> oh man, oh man. <laughs> right, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the challenge of the creative relationships are definitely challenging in that way. But it's also interesting, I think a lot of the time where like, there are like those relationships where someone succeeds first and like becomes a huge success. And then the other person succeeds wildly past them, just like a decent while later. Mm. Um, yeah. Trying to I had, I had an example in my mind, but I, I, I forget who said this on a podcast, but it's a comedian that I really like and admire. And they said that so much of making it is just about sticking it out. Mm -hmm. And over the years, she saw not only her friends make it, but then she saw people that she thought would never make it, who wouldn't deserve to make it, would eventually make it. And that she was amazed by that element to it, of just sticking to it and how that can actually work. 
totally. Well, I, I often think about a, a Jim Carrey quote that your backup plan is your plan. Um, oh, God, yeah. Oh. So, you know, yeah. I mean, like, I feel like exciting. I mean, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely so frustrating that all this has happened right now, right when I felt like I was really picking up a lot of momentum with like a lot of things, um, starting to see like, you know, the beginnings of this year were a lot of like seeing things I'd been working on for like a long time start to like materialize into, uh, into better things, like small things even like, you know, getting booked at the improv a number of times and like like getting ranked in roast battle and and uh, just starting to like feel like I'm making like the steps to climbing. And I'm like, all right, so now a year is going to go by and I'm going to go back out here and like, where where am I going to be? Am I going to be right back where I was or is this ground zero again? Yeah, I mean, it it's it's it feels like it feels like we'll be if everything continues, if we can get things in order and we can get safe again and we can get like a vaccine and, 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 and like everything can really start, then I think, yeah, I think everything would, will, would, it, it might be like it. a slow start in terms of like economy and people not having money and people not spending money and like things like jobs that went away might not come back. But, but I think we're looking at something along the lines of like March, April, 2021. Yeah. Oh, in like definitely. a realistic sense. Yeah, like I think I think what will will happen will will be like a sort of like very stop and start until for the next year of so, living. So you know, a big part of it for me is like I'm trying to do things like this podcast just to yeah. like like this is the new open mic for me. This is where you know yeah. I'll, I'll find a lot of times in these conversations I find like one joke and I'm like there I got a I got a new joke out of it it almost feels like a joke workshop talking to hilarious people on uh, <laughs> <laughs> on yeah. Zoom for the first time in a while yeah, um, it's interesting it's like I wonder like if I'm do you, so you feel like you're writing jokes for yeah for, so, for, for the stage so for each one of these that I do like I put it out I think I think I have pretty good conversations we talk about interesting things um yeah. And then uh, I go through it and I look for like a good minute of like comedy to post for Instagram. And then like, it almost feels like this is like the new minute from this like, is the new thing. Yeah. Um, I've got a I've, couple I've, of, yeah, I've come up with a couple of bits during this. Yeah. Yeah. I think I definitely was like more actively pursuing that. If this, like in the first month, if this is like now the second month, but I, I guess I've turned a lot of my attention towards Twitter and I'm like trying to like, that seems like the closest thing. I don't know. I don't know why I'm so bad at Twitter, but it's hard. Twitter's really hard, but I am. I, I like no, nowhere do I feel more alone. <laughs> yeah. I call Twitter my diary. It's just for all my private thoughts. I want no one to see. That's what Twitter <laughs> yeah. is for me. It's just my fucking oh my God. <laughs> private. You're like, is my mom hot? Yeah. <laughs> uh twitter's just like like i can't get canceled for anything i say on twitter because no one will see it um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I can't break non-disclosure agreements on twitter because <laughs> that's great oh my god um, yeah yeah it's really it's so embarrassing and hard i, and it, I mean, and just, say what you're gonna say oh yeah it's just funny because like when i'm out 
doing stand-up, the number one compliment I get from people, which always frustrates me, but the number one compliment I get is, you're a great joke writer. And and I'm like, well, like why doesn't it translate to Twitter? Isn't yeah. that like the joke writer's <laughs> yeah. home field? It isn't, it isn't. I mean, it's like, there's... There is, there's something to it that is like, if I knew it, I would be further along, but. It's funny. There is a, there's a pandery. There's a pandering. Yeah. Oh, because it's like a group think. It's a group think. It's like. It's so, it's like, it's like I remembered going, I mean, I've never had a tweet go viral, but like, I remember going like, um, like, I know this is like the worst tweet I've ever posted. And I bet it's going to do better than anything I've ever written like when everyone was doing that like that face aging app thing and like posting uh -huh. their face aging app uh i was i just posted a picture of paul rudd and i was and i and i i hated that i did it and i said paul <laughs> rudd after the face aging app and it just like looked no the different. same yeah and i'm like i'm like i know this is going to do better than like anything i've ever tweeted and i couldn't hate this tweet more um yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i was right i was right it was like one of the most popular things i'd ever tweeted yeah it's just like tfw blah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. tfw lizzo <laughs> i'm a non-zeitgeist person i'm just yeah. like i'm outside of the zeitgeist my zeitgeist is people who don't believe in the zeitgeist. Yes, I hear that. Can I take a pee break? I have to pee. Yeah, 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 sure. No problem. Okay, I'll be right back. All right. Do you live alone in this place? I don't. Oh, okay, I have Because I was like looking at it. I'm like, this looks like an incredible apartment to be it's, living alone. It's pretty good. Do you want to see? Yeah, give me. Let's let's okay. do a tour. Let's do a let's virtual do tour. Okay, so. All right. And you're in you're in you're in WeHo. I remember dropping you off. Yes, I'm in West Hollywood. Right this by is, right by work. I know you can walk to work. And you don't have a car. No car. Nice. Um, this is this is technically a dining room, but I don't um, have personal relationships, so I don't have one. <laughs> um, basically, I use it as like a gym. gym. Yeah, it's nice. You, you got, got all some lights like, over there. Some equipment. Um, like yoga mat and stuff. I don't have a yoga. I don't really do yoga. Um, I did for I did P90X once, and I did some yoga for that. But uh, I do more. I'm like have, just trying to get like fucking jacked, you know. You have a um, you have a uh, a joke about P90X, right? Oh, oh my god, yes, yeah. What's but your P90X it, joke again? It was something like I. Like the the last thing you want to hear after finishing P90X is you should try P90X. <laughs> That's funny. It's funny because I, I I would I used to say like I need to do P90X to get into shape to do P90X. <laughs> like I'd always like your house before cleaning. Yeah, I'd always look, I'd always look at like the videos of like the before and after for those commercials for like the insanity workout and P90X, and I'd always be like, my goal is the people in these videos before picture. <laughs> <laughs> my goal is there before are those pink my bedroom. yes oh my god yes these are actually from um from nikki fresh oh cool i have uh, i have i mean they look horrendous i have these green crocs from, oh wow from my web series but, but then, I, uh, <laughs> then i then yes. i started then i started wearing them unironically yeah uh, yeah they're 
they're, I want to, they're the most comfortable thing you could put on your feet. They totally are. And, and yours look just amazing for you. They yeah, almost look, they almost look like Japanese slippers. Oh, totally. <laughs> they to, I mean, can, can you see them on me? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, Where's that there mirror? Hilarious. There we go. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're incredibly comfortable. Um, and who's your roommate? Is it a comedian uh, unrelated to comedy? Yeah, unrelated. Um, we met on Craigslist maybe like six months ago. Oh, wow. uh, okay. It's Frank. He's a, he's an accountant. Great guy. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And I, uh, I met, no, I mean, one of the crazy elements of this whole, um, pandemic is that my roommate moved out in the middle of it. So I'm like, actually, I'm like trying to fill a room right now. While You're this kidding. Her boyfriend bought a house. And they moved, and like the house was set to move in on April first. So it just like it's it like super fucked me in the ass. Um, <laughs> uh, that whole thing. But but we lived together for seven years, and we met on Craigslist. So yeah. you can have like like it's it's it is. <laughs> it's weird because like you watch these these reality shows like uh like marry a person in two days uh like marriage unseen and it's like i sort of did that like seven yeah. years <laughs> of like living with one person you know it felt like i just you know craigslisted a bad marriage um, oh, totally. <laughs> I mean, we we got a, we were good roommates. It just I I just would often at a certain point you've lived with someone so long that you're just like I'm in a loveless marriage. <laughs> I'm just like this has just become like like an amicable an amicable marriage, like like a couple who's staying together for the kids, but yeah. just does not want to touch each other. Or like any New York relationship, like New York City, Manhattan relationship, mm -hmm. where you live with your partner because it's cheaper to. Yeah. And yeah, then you yeah, break yeah. up, but then you still live together. And they yeah, still live yeah, yeah. in the same apartment. Um, or just any relationship I've been in. Uh, mm. <laughs> um, have, are, were you dating somebody going into this? No. Mm -hmm. no, 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 I've never been in a relationship. You've never been in a relationship? Never. Really? Once. Wow. Mm -hmm. you yeah. You just, you just, you just random hookups? Uh, um, sort of not really. Like, I'm also super, not, I'm not like very into random hookups either. Um, I think I'm just super into being completely alone. Really? I mean, not like fully, but yeah, on some level, you know? So interesting. And yeah, it's like I don't know. It's 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 like uh, it's it's hard it's, it's hard for me to even talk about. Like I don't know. I it's something that like it's my whole life. It's like that's all I know is like not being in a relationship. And there's times I really wanted to be in a relationship. There's times that I enjoy the freedom of not being in one. Um, and it's 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 almost like hard to even imagine what it would be like if I wasn't one. I almost can't even see it. I mean, I mean, I can say that, like, in between my past two, mm -hmm. it was like there was a six-year gap in between my last two relationships. 
Mm-hmm. And I definitely, in that period of time, got to a place where I was like, I got it got to a point where it was really hard for me to imagine being with someone. Yeah, like got yeah. real hard for me to even like conceptualize it. Totally. But and then I, you know I, you find comedy too. It's like there's a lot like there's there's a lot of that in comedy. It's like there's a lot of extremes. Like there's a lot of people who um, there are a lot of like sober alcoholics. There's a lot of like drinking alcoholics. There's a lot of like uh, like like serial monogamist comedians. There's a lot of comedians who are like celibate. And like you, you see a lot of these extremes. And I think in comedy, I have a lot of friends who are in similar situations where like maybe they've, maybe it's not that they've never been in a relationship, but they haven't been in one in like six, seven years. And I've never known them to be in one. And I, I can't even imagine them in relationships too. It's like, maybe we're just not, you know, we're not meant for this, or at least not meant for it now. You know, I know like yeah. things change and lives change well it's just interesting like when you when you end up finding someone that you do connect with Mm -hmm. and like it's definitely not easy but like it just it just sort of happens yeah and then and then it just sort of ends uh (laughs) but um but uh but like it was you know it was it was interesting how i how naturally i felt like i sort of moved into it Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, once it started, yeah, yeah. Well, it takes a little bit of getting accustomed to, you totally. know, and then and then getting out of it, and then all of a sudden, when you've been in it for a while, getting out of it takes its own like becoming accustomed to getting used to yeah. again. So it's yeah, like it's a, like a say it. I'd almost say this whole pandemic is almost a metaphor for relationships because it's like we were all so accustomed to not being in a pandemic Mm -hmm. and then this pandemic came and like it's like okay well suddenly we're in this unhealthy relationship that we need to be in to stay healthy and we've all just sort of adapted to the nature of it and then once it's over we're going to be like well i'm glad i'm out of that relationship that wasn't good (laughs) (laughs) but it was good for me (laughs) yeah i've evolved as a person I am but now I need to go. Now I need to go out. make all. Now I need to go make all my friends again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, how do you think this has changed you for the better? How do I think this has changed me? Or like what what it's taught you about? Well, well, you know, I think it happened at a weirdly opportune place in my mental health for it to happen because like there's definitely me two years ago this pandemic happens i'm smoking all day and doing nothing you know but like i didn't exactly i mean I, i don't smoke anymore but i didn't quit um you know i say there's definitely a difference between quitting and what i did because i feel like quitting is like quitting is like to me it's like preventing yourself from something you want like like stopping yourself you know what i mean yeah like if you're like quitting it's like an active it's quitting's almost like dieting you know and um and i stopped smoking sort of naturally i just started getting panic attacks and like was like i don't like this anymore so i stopped um and i also felt like you know i didn't like getting high and doing stand-up or anything because i get too the worst um and I also feel like weed gives you this weird sense. Like, I think part of what weed is, is this weird sense of accomplishment without accomplishing anything. Um, 
if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like it, it fills the void that needs the filling for the sense of accomplishment. So this happening to me right now has put me in the place where it's like, okay, I can't do stand up anymore. I can't uh, be making movies or videos or stuff that's like beyond just me at home alone. Um, so like take this time. I've been taking this time. I've been like working going through old scripts, rewriting them like that I've been wanting to for a while, starting this podcast, working out every day, cooking. Uh, so like, you know, just just I feel like I'm being productive and I'll come out of this with a bunch of episodes of a podcast with a couple new scripts, um, hopefully in better shape. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I, I feel I feel similarly. Um, like it's, I think it's a, I think it's a time, it's a time for a lot of us who are at home who have, you know, can be home, um, to like check in with your like mental state (laughs) because that's, that's where we are. Um, and I think if this was, I, I keep thinking, I think a lot of us are thinking, what if this had happened? a year ago, a year from now, five years ago, five years from now, like what, how would this, how would I have been different? What would that have meant? And I think like initially what was so frustrating about having to, to shelter in place was feeling like I was set back to where I was from before I started doing comedy, where I would, I was bored all the time. I aimless, like feeling unfulfilled and just in my house kind of pacing and just <laughs> thinking about how much I hate myself and my life and, and not having anywhere to go or things to do. Um, and then having to do this has been like, it was, it was scary to me to think that like, Wait, worst case scenario, I have to like, I'm alone and I have to like fend for myself and maybe I'm going to go to the grocery store and have to fight someone and like, maybe like it's going to get like dark. (laughs) That was like the immediate fear. But then beyond that, which was like a closer, more like, like reasonable fear was that I would just have to be alone in my house with nothing to do, hating myself, looking in the mirror and just going crazy. Um, but I, uh, I think, I think that it, this experience has taught me things about myself and has helped me like kind of like reconnect and look back and go, okay, so this is what's different now. And that's because of the following things. And, and hopefully I can kind of like, at least honor that, you know, and, and try to find something to, to feel good about mm-hmm. and then bring that forward. That's really, um, really mature way, I think, of looking at it all. But yeah. and then, and then at the same point, you know, at the same time, I definitely can't help but recognize the fortunate position I am in with this versus a lot of people. Yeah. That, like, like I was in, I had like, I mean, my, my businesses were doing well right before uh right before this and they're all basically shut down now it's it's Um, like it's truly it was like four emails in one day and i was just like oh that's my whole (laughs) okay yeah just all three things that i do did to make money just ended like that um 
but like I had a like I have a decent nest egg that like I'm able to survive on. There was supposed to be like my savings that lasted me for a good while, and now it's being used to get through this emergency. Slash, worst comes to worst, I have parents that like I can go back home to and like stay with um, mm-hmm. <laughs> if I have to. Uh, so like I at least have that yeah. option as well. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, and, and that there's definitely a lot of people out there right now that are in a really tough spot. Um, yeah. and that this is really hard for. Yeah. So it's tricky. It's wild. It's just like, I can't decide. Here's the interesting thing I can't decide if this is actually worse than or equal to how bad I thought things would get under Trump. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> like, is this, is this, I remember like the day before the 2016, the actual election, the day before the election, I had a nightmare of a nuclear bomb hitting America. Um, if Trump won. Yeah. Like I, I just had a night, uh, like it, like it terrified me. And I'm like, is this that nuclear bomb? It's going to wipe out a nuclear bomb amount of people. Uh, yeah. Ugh, I'm going to fucking kill myself. <laughs> a nuclear bomb like just happens like that. And then, you know, we deal with the fallout. But, you know, we go to work. Yeah. We write our hot nuclear bomb material. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, our hot nuclear bomb five. <laughs> uh, it's interesting it's like it's 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 definitely frustrating that like all the material I've written about the pandemic, I have nowhere to go do it. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Um, should we uh, should we just swim to the bottom of the ocean and then wait? Swim to the bottom of the ocean and wait. Yeah, it just be it, it'll be interesting. I just you know I look forward to the point at which we're past this it feels like you know there's going to be the ptsd afterwards so it's like really like going to be a year of this and then like four months to like a year of like the residual yeah you know yeah because like i wonder like you know you're talking about wearing the mask at hamburger mary's but i'm also at the same time like how much business is hamburger mary's going to be doing yeah right after this who's going to be Go, yeah, I, I don't feel it. like going to restaurants until there's a cure. Yeah. You know, I won't even order out. I won't even order cooked food. I'll order like the mo- the only thing I've ordered are bagels. <laughs> Is there anything more Jewish than that sentence? You fucking Jew. Amim. <laughs> <laughs> So are you are you religiously Jewish at all? Do you do you believe in God? Did you did your family practice Judaism growing up? Yeah, yeah, um, a little bit. Do you bit, consider you know? yourself Jewish because your mom's not Jewish, right? Or is she? Did she she converted to marry my oh. dad. She converted oh. Orthodox, so she knows more about any of it than anyone. My mom too. I'm I'm uh, I'm a uh, yeah half breed as well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, my mom was <laughs> Italian Catholic, Orthodox really? converted Jew. Yeah, we have we come from similar. Yeah, because half my family is Italian Catholic. Oh, interesting. In in New York, 
My 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 dad's sister married into the Esposito family. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, yeah, but you know, mostly just culturally. People can't tell that I'm half Jewish because Cath- Italian Catholics are the closest thing to Jews. Yeah, Jews. Yeah, uh, there's a very similar. There's a thread there. There's a thread there. Oh, well, I mean, technically, Jews. if you really think about it, Jesus was a Roman Jew turned uh you know that started christianity he was in rome uh or he was in you know technically he was italian he was an italian jew i'm like jesus i'm just uh (laughs) (laughs) um Uh common (laughs) (laughs) but uh did you do anything for passover no did your family does your family do passover not really not really. So your mom, your mom, like was Orthodox, but then kind of was like, "All right, I've done enough of that." She wasn't ever like Orthodox. She just converted to marry my dad, and then we, you know, we would, you know, do like Hanukkah and stuff. But you know, we're just we had an Xbox, etc. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just like it was just whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's very much like. Did you see that movie Us? Yes. Um. It's interesting because, like, you know, people, I I related us, you know, which is all about, like, a bunch of other things, but I related it to, to like, my own Jewish experience. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm, like, I'm, like, you know, I feel like I'm as Jewish as anyone, even though technically by blood and super Orthodox people would be, like, I'm not Jewish because my mom converted. Um, but, uh, but like the world I was brought up in was so extremely Jewish that like, I almost feel like, like I'm the woman from us that, that like switched into like the above ground versus the below ground. And like, I just turned into as much of a Jew as anyone. Cause that's like the surroundings I was raised in. I've always thought of you as a woman who's been underground. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, last thing because I noticed when um, when I called you, you have a five one six area code. Are you from Long Island? Yeah, I didn't know that. I have a five one six area code also, oh. but because I but because when I went to college, I lived for one month in Long Island, and I uh, and I got my cell phone when I was there, and I just didn't really think about it, so I got the local area code where'd you go to college nyu nice Uh, so i was like just like switching over there and like staying with my family in long island and uh and i got the (laughs) i have a five so it follows me around and and where i'm from in florida boca raton the area code's 561 so it it was like very confusing for people back home they'd be like you meant 561. Exactly. And then people would often like take my phone number down, assume I typoed it when I'd like send it to them. Oh my God. And then like oh, not be able to get in touch with us. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Right. Where, where in Long Island did you grow up? Woodmere. Woodmere. Where Harvey and, Milk and Jill Zarin are from. And, uh, and your family still there? They retire and move to Florida? To Staten Island. To Staten Island. I know, crazy. They downgraded. Yeah. My mom went from Hawaii to Long Island 
to Staten Island. She just goes. She's just island. going to worse islands. She just goes to trashier and trashier islands. Yeah. <laughs> Next stop, Coney. Con- <laughs> um, man. So, how long have they been in Staten Island? Um, probably like four years now. Three, okay. four and, years. And how frequently do you visit them? A lot. I go home like twice a year. And uh, the last last year I went home a lot, and this year I was ready to go a lot. But here we are. <laughs> Is there any part of you that thinks about going, like, just like... No, no. I mean, unless it's, like, full fucking apocalypse, my parents are dead. Like, you know, that's the only reason I'm going there. So there's no world in like which this is going to go on for a year and you're just in this apartment for a year, like siphoning off rent that you don't decide might as well just be in my parent parents place. No. Yeah, no, I think I would. No. Yeah. I, I would siphon off rent for a year. I think, I mean, I mean, who knows? (laughs) I, uh, I was, um, I'm, I haven't thought that far. I don't think beyond, truly, I can't think beyond a few days from now at any given point. There's just no, there's no point. You know what I mean? It's unknowable. I'm likely, I'm likely not, but it's crossed my mind as just a possibility at a certain point. Just not worth paying the rent anymore, and I might have yeah. my but family's then, like, house. You move, you would move in all of this, and then go and then go back to the epicenter of the problem. It's like, that, well, like, I mean, I just how be that in, help? I'd be in there. I'd just be in their nice house. Um, yeah. but uh, I was too many. There's too many things to think about. You know, I would move, what if you give it to them? I would. Yeah, I know. That's that's that's. that's like, what if you scary. literally delivered your your own parents' death? I'd kill myself. And then you're um, then you're in their mansion and they're dead. And you're like, <laughs> why did I so I could save eight hundred a month? You know what I mean? It's like there's just too much. There's literally it's just definitely. so fucking fucked right I'll, now, do you think? I'll end with this. My dad, <laughs> my dad, my dad sent me some when I like talked about the possibility with they they brought it up to me and then I was like, maybe. He sent yeah. me the Ten Commandments. Since his Passover, he sent me the Ten Commandments of moving of if I come back home. So these are my dad's Ten Commandments. Uh, oh, if I if I came back home to wait out the uh, apocalypse. Yeah. Um, one, you shall have no other gods before me. Okay. Already, I'm like I'm staying. I'm staying in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, honor thy mother and father. Okay. Number three, keep the Friday night happy hour holy. I'm like, I didn't, I guess my parents have become alcoholics since wow. I've been gone. They didn't, I never saw them drinking when I, when I was <laughs> living at home. Um, four, you, thou shall not murder me after I beat you in ping pong. <laughs> oh my God. This is so silly. Five, thou shall not steal my leftovers. Which I, which I didn't know bothered him. I didn't know bothered him. When I'd go home, yeah. there'd be leftovers in the fridge, and I'd eat them. And he just kind of kept quiet about that. But now I've learned that he wow. was looking forward to that food, and I was getting in his way. Uh, there's so much food in my house, it's crazy that he cared about any of it. Um, <laughs> six, thou shalt not take my name in vain when I piss you off. 
seven, thou shall not bear false witness with your mother against me, which I I take umbrage with because um it's so funny. Like I'll get into arguments with my dad and my mom will like take my side and like start arguing with him on my behalf. And I'll be like, don't, don't, don't argue with him on my behalf. Be on his yeah. side. It always bothers me when she takes my side. I'm always like, you should be on his side. <laughs> what is this taking? You're making it worse for me now. Now I'm now I feel wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the thing. It's like when you're right in an even when you're like when you're right in an argument with your parents, it's like it's so depressing because you're like, fuck. <laughs> like now I'm just making like an old person sad. <laughs> well, I've also this was like a joke I was working on, but never like quite completed. Um, but like, you know, when I go home to Florida now to visit my parents, I don't know what it is about being around my parents, but I just turn back into like a 15 year old brat. You know, yeah. I just can't. I can't help but just turn into that. Like, I just act like such an asshole. And I'm, and like, the, I look at the way I'm acting and I just think in my head, I'm just like, hit me. Hit, I, you, you can hit, I'm not, it's no longer child abuse. I should be hit for the way I'm behaving. <laughs> you shouldn't have hit me when I was young, but you can and should hit me now. <laughs> um, uh, number eight, thou shalt love thy dog, take care of it and clean up after it. It's a pretty old dog now. Um, Nine, thou shalt exercise and not get fat. I added to that ter, so I say thou shalt not, thou shalt exercise and not get fatter. Ah, got it. Uh, <laughs> I think I'd keep up the exercising, but just the amount of food my parents have at the house is always a problem for me. Yeah. And then finally, thou shalt exodus this house once the plague has vanquished. Okay, that seems like pretty fair. Honestly, they're all pretty fair commandments, but I, I don't know if I can live up to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it still There's feels no like it's way. best. No Definitely way. the leaving the house once the plague is vanquished. Totally. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucking out of that. I don't even want to go. It's like a gorgeous house, and I, I don't want to. I'd rather just stay here in my problem-riddled one. But uh, I don't know. There's just a certain point which I have no more money. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I guess, right? Yeah. And then it's like just figure out getting back here as soon as I can uh, once it ends. But um, but all right. Uh, hey, anything you want to promote? You got a bunch of exciting stuff coming out before I before I let you go to the, you know, 15 people that listen to the show on average. Honestly, yeah. I'm impressed with That's I really great. thought it was going to be no one. But then I see the 15 downloads, 15 to 17 downloads every like episode. And I'm like, fuck. Hey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say download Quibi, watch Nikki Fresh. Um, also, I have a a bi-monthly uh, stand-up show on holdthephone.tv. I guess that's Twitch. Um, called Asian Cam Girls Live with Jenny Yang. And it's really fun. And you oh, should come watch. Great. And we raise yeah. money for the Chinatown community for equitable development. And... Follow and are, me on Twitter and retweet me. And are you still? Are you still doing? Are they? Is Frogtown still doing? Uh, like the live, live the virtuals? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are, you, are you still hosting that as well? Yeah, um, that's um, every other Saturday, Frogtown, uh, and that raises money for the Spoke Bicycle Cafe where we um, have the show uh, to raise money for the the uh, the employees who are out of work. Um, 
and when so the world when the world returns, you know, it's super exciting they get to host that. That's one of my I'd rank that as one of my top three shows in LA. It's so, really uh, great. It's really yeah. great. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, I mean, I just came on to it, so it's like they did all the work, but um, and that's like Aaron Lennox and uh, Emily Maya Mills and Laura Schwartz and Kessler Childers, and they're all they did such a great job of it. So very <laughs> jealous. One of the again, one of the three shows I most want to be booked on. Yeah, uh, in Los <laughs> Angeles. Um, we'll have to get you on if yeah, yeah. when it comes back. Time. I don't want to do the virtual. I don't want to like. I don't want my. I don't want like my one frog. Oh, no one was to asking me. you to do the virtual. <laughs> Let's be so clear about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, when it comes back, get me booked on Frog Town. It's one of my. It. It's one of my legit favorite shows in Los Angeles. And uh, if you like the show, like, subscribe, YouTube, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, anywhere podcast itunes anywhere podcasts can be found if you have any questions want me to talk about anything email me at quarantine podcast email.com thanks for listening to the show and we'll be back with you again soon bye. have a good one everybody bye